When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shh, it's starting. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. I think it's a hoverboard. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. Your mother nature. Who wants a selfie with the Grim Reaper? There's a girl flying in the water. Find the treasure. She belongs to the world of the good. It's a broken locket, exactly like mine. Dog! GZM shows Mars Power Imagination Amplified. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars, or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean? Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth! Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth! Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth! But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Ah, the Big Fifth! From Alpine, New Jersey, this is the Big Fifth, and now here's your host, Dipper. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the gnarly freestyling powder of truth and the tracked out and jarring death cookies of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. 22, 23, oh, rats, 24. What are you counting? Steps. I'm counting my steps. Oh, nice. Trying to stay active and fit? What? No. I'm trying to beat my record of the fewest steps taken in a day. My record is 25, and I just took my 24th step walking over to the microphone. Unless you carry me home, I'm not going to break my record today. Okay, I'm not carrying you anywhere, but why are you trying to take the fewest steps anyway? Well, Deborah. I need to conserve as much energy as I can for all the sound effects that you constantly ask me to make every day. (laughs) Constantly ask? I don't think we ask you to make that many sound effects. And walking is good exercise. Maybe you should take more steps so you can get into better shape for your sound effects. Or maybe you should stop asking me to take so many steps. Hundreds of steps to work. Hundreds of steps at work. Walking to the refrigerator and then to the mic and back to the refrigerator and then to the sink and more steps to the table and then more steps back to the refrigerator and then... I get it, I get it, I get it. Lots of steps. Tell you what, if you ever feel tired or winded from all the stepping while you're at work, I'll do what I can to bring you whatever you need so you don't have to step so much. That's all I asked, Deborah. (laughs) Uh, Wait, I have one more request. Oh, you do? Honestly. Okay, what is it? I'm going to ask you to listen to the listener question I just received. Oh, okay. Well, that would be a pleasure. (laughs) I aim to please, Deborah. Here we go. Hi, Lisa and Deborah. 
I just wanted to ask Lisa, how hard is it to generate sound effects, like a really good sound effect? Because you play a lot of sound effects. Thank you. I do play a lot of really good sound effects, and it is quite taxing, especially when I have to do all of this walking. Oh, for crying out loud. And I want to thank the listener for their concern. I don't think the listener is as concerned as curious about how difficult it is to make sound effects. Potato, tomato, tomato. Hey, let's eat a vegetable. (laughs) The listener will understand that everything is more challenging when one has to take all these steps. If I could just sit here all day and play sound effects, piece of cake. And now I want a piece of cake. But I don't want to take all these steps to the kitchen, Deborah. Okay, I'll get you a piece of cake after the show, okay? Well, I really wanted it now, but I guess I can wait. I appreciate your patience, and I'm sure time will fly while we're playing our game. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone how it works so we can get the ball rolling. Rolling the ball. Every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. It's Lie Watch. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> it's the Big Fib. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about skiing. Traveling over snow on skis for sport or recreation. And we're going to learn all about skiing along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who went to Israel last summer, Sadie Selinger. Hi, Sadie. How are you? Good. Excellent. Tell us about Israel. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Tell us what was good about it there. What made it a good time? There was a lot of candy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You sure you didn't just go to a pinata? No. Was the candy different there than it is in the United States? Yeah. Can you tell us maybe one of the types of candy that was different? Was it like chocolatey or did it have other things in it? It was like marshmallow rolled up in this thingy. It looks like a big gummy. Ooh. She had the marshmallow gummy roll up thingy. (laughs) So they had lots of good candy. Any other good food? They had gelato. Ooh, yum. That sounds good, too. And what else was there? Did you see any cool sites or go to any cool places? This natural preserve park Mm. that had lakes and stuff that you could swim in. Nice. Wow. So it's got candy, good food, lakes. So it was a good place to go on vacation, yes? Yeah. Lovely. Very good. Well, we do want to learn some more about you, Sadie, but we are going to do it Big Fib style, playing our game... Two truths and a lie. You, Sadie, will tell us three things about yourself, but two of those things will be true. One will be a lie, and we'll have to figure out which is the lie. So tell us your two truths and one lie in no particular order, Sadie. My favorite animal is a red panda. I've been out of the USA twice, and I've never seen a shark. Whoa, these are very interesting. I've never seen a shark. That could be true. Traveling. Uh, The red panda's very cute. I don't know. These are good because they sound believable. What do you think, Lisa? Well, everyone loves a red panda. They're adorable. They look like you should be able to hug them and love Mm. them and hug Mm. them. Please get me a red panda. (laughs) Please get me one. Okay, so the red panda is definitely true. Everyone loves red pandas. Okay. Um, Shark. She's never seen a shark. 
Is she saying she doesn't believe that there are sharks, that they're like UFOs? No, like up close and personal, I think. Oh, she's never seen a shark. Yeah. Hmm. I know that she's been outside of the U.S. once because she went to Israel. That's what she said, yeah. I guess she could have flown direct. <laughs> I think she's never seen a shark because I'm thinking oh. about my days so far, and I haven't seen a shark. Mm-hmm. And I did have to walk from the refrigerator over to the <laughs> microphone, and I have seen no sharks. So I'm, I'm going to say the shark one is true, the red panda is true, and then I'm going to say that the traveling outside of the U.S. twice is a lie. Okay. I followed that. Very good. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. All right, Sadie, which one of those things is actually a lie? I've never seen a shark. (gasps) You are incorrect, Lisa. Wait, you've seen a shark? Yeah, where? In Costa Rica. Wow. And were you in the same body of water as the shark itself? Yes. This sounds frightening. Were you afraid? Yes. And what happened? Did someone have to rescue you or was that on purpose? Were you supposed to be there with the shark? I was supposed to be crystal clear kayaking and then there was a shark. And so then I got back in the boat and then everybody else was looking at the shark, but I wasn't. Wait a minute. She said she wasn't looking at the shark. That means she didn't see the shark. I did see it before I got in the boat. Ah. Before, yes. So, wow, that's a little scary. But then the shark didn't bother you, right? You just sort of kayaked away. Is that true? Yeah. Woo, do you know what kind of shark it was? Like a reef shark, maybe. Okay, yeah. Wow, that is an exciting tale. So you fooled us, which means she might be able to tell who is lying. That's our hope. Okay, well, we have practiced listening for lies. We were fooled by Sadie. Sadie is an expert at lying, and perhaps she will be an expert at finding the liar. When we talk about skiing, have you ever done any snow skiing, Sadie? Yes. You have. Did you have a good time? No. Oh, (laughs) why not? It was really hard. Oh, it is really hard. Yeah, you have to practice a lot. Hopefully, you're going to have a better experience, and maybe you'll have some more interesting information to take with you after the show. All right. Well, we need to learn about that information from our skiing experts. So, Lisa, can you please play some welcome music for our skiing experts? Oh, this seems kind of fun, but it's going faster than I thought it was going to, and it's going really fast. And oh no, I just fell off a mountain! <laughs> oh no! Come on in! Oh, goodness me. All right, that didn't really happen, listeners. Lisa is fine and has not... No, I'm not. Uh, I'm at the bottom of a mountain. (laughs) Okay. There's a shark down here. (laughs) There's a lot of lying going on. You are not programmed to lie, Lisa. I'm just a big fan. Our first expert is Alex Ferreira. Alex, please introduce yourself to Sadie. Hi, Sadie. My name is Alex Ferreira. I'm a professional halfpipe skier. Thank you so much. All right. Our second expert is Krista Huberts. Krista, please introduce yourself to Sadie. Hi, Sadie. I'm Krista Huberts, and I'm an alpine ski racer. Thank you very much. Tell us about the freestyling beats, Lisa. These are the free and the styling beats of Hot Seat Time. That is correct. It is Hot Seat Time. And that's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Sadie's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Krista Huberts, because her name sounds like Cubert. 
and he's an old friend of mine. Oh, sweet. Shout out, Cubert. We went to middle school together. Lovely. Sadie, what is your first question for Krista? Can you describe a normal day at your job? Sure. So mostly I get up pretty early. I'll get up at 5.30 or 6 so I can get a workout in in the morning. And then I will meet with some clients. So these days I do a lot of coaching and that happens in the morning. And so I see a couple of clients in the morning and then sometimes I'll do a group coaching session. Usually it's just one-on-one. And then in the afternoon, I have some time to myself. I can ski, I can work with my trainer, and then I get ready, maybe scheduling for the next day. Wow. Thank you so much. Sadie, you can take it from here. So go ahead. This question's for both of them. What's the most interesting thing that happened at your job? So my goggles and my hat froze to each other. And they both froze to my hair, so (gasps) I couldn't take them off because I would tear my hair out. I had to wear them like that the rest of the day until I could get inside and thaw them out. Whoa, ouch. Who knew that that was a danger to skiing? (laughs) Watch out for your hair, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think my hair ever froze, but maybe the most interesting thing is that I got my hand stuck to the lift. Ooh, ouch. That didn't feel good. No. How did you unstuck it? I just kind of... Pulled it off. Ow! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Again, might I recommend sleeping in? Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Back to you, Sadie. This one's for Alex. What's half pipe skiing? Half pipe skiing is there are two 22 foot walls and you ski in between them. It's basically a large U shaped snow structure. And you go down the pipe doing tricks, five to six hits. Every time you go down, hits are equal to tricks. And it's usually very icy and cold. Wow. All right. Back to you, Sadie. This one's for Krista. What's something most people don't know about skiing? You know, one thing I don't think people realize until they're up there is how incredible the views are at the top of the mountain. Because it's kind of thing you only see if you're a mountain climber. But once you're up there, before you go down, I always take a minute to look around because it's pretty incredible up there. Yeah, I never thought of that. Very good. This one's for Alex. What is the most difficult part of skiing? The most difficult part of skiing is putting on your ski boots every day. (laughs) (laughs) Really? More difficult than any trick that you would do? By far. Absolutely. Why? (laughs) Is it so difficult to do or are you talking about motivating yourself? I think both motivating and physically. It's hard to pull the boot open when it's hard (laughs) and it's cold plastic and stuff like that. So, And then you think, all right, I got to do this right now. I got to put those ski boots on. (laughs) (laughs) That is an unanticipated answer. I love it. Okay, very good. Back to you, Sadie. This one's for both of you. Do you have a role model? My role model would be Lionel Messi. Ooh, that's not a skier. Tell us why. Because he's the ultimate champion and he's good at sport and he's very kind and humble, it seems like. Oh, so a good athlete and a good person. I like that. How about you, Krista? Do you have a role model? I do. You know, the first American to win an Olympic gold medal in skiing was a woman and her name was Gretchen Frazier. I found that out when I was a teenager and I thought that was pretty incredible. So I guess I would say she's my role model. Love it. Thank you very much. Excellent questions. Hopefully you got some good information there, Sadie.
If you love the Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Sadie will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, it's time to get charging. Sadie, we are going to start with Alex. You can ask your shorts on fire questions now. How many tricks are in a pipe run? Five to six. What city hosts the X Games pipe competition? Aspen. Who holds the world record for the highest air in a half pipe? Joffrey Villers-Pollard. How tall is an Olympic half pipe? 22 feet. On what part of the body would you wear a brain bucket? Your helmet or your head. <laughs> what do you call the very top of the half pipe wall? The coping. Factor fib. You'll get better score if you grab your skis in the air. Fact. How many men and women ski in the finals for the World Cup events? Um, currently it's 10 men and I think eight women. Which skis are longer, freestyle skis or jumping skis? Freestyle skis. What do you call a blind backward takeoff and a backward landing with three spins in between? Switch 1080. And that is time. That's all the time. Lisa, could you reset the timer for us, please? Ah, Deborah, I I will, but just because you asked. Aw, thanks. All right, Sadie, you can ask Krista your shorts on fire questions 
now. Name one of the four races in alpine skiing. Slalom. In what year did alpine skiing make its Olympic debut? 1936. Which is a more advanced ski run, a blue one or a green run? Blue. What direction are your skis facing if you are French fry skiing? They're parallel. Who has the most World Cup wins of any alpine skier in history? Catherine Rust. Name one of the events in Nordic skiing. Cross-country racing. What kind of skiing involves skiing around large bumps on the slopes and is scored on speed and churning technique? Mogul skiing. Who was the first person to ski down Mount Everest in 1970? Oh boy, pass. Fact or fib, the word ski comes from the Norse word meaning split piece of wood. Fact. How fast do Olympic downhill skiers ski? About 80 to 95 miles an hour. What do you call a clear day after a storm when the slopes are clean and the air is still? Severe clear. And that is time. That's all the time. Bye. Excellent. Well done. Good job, experts. Thank you, Sadie. Very good. It is decision time. Sadie must carve out the truth amongst all the lies she heard today. Sadie, who is our big ski fibber? I think it's Alex. (gasps) Why do you think Alex is our fibber? I just do. Okay, I just do. Well, let's get to the bottom of that. Will our actual ski expert say, I am the ski expert? I am the ski expert. Uh, You thought I was fibbing you? Oh, no. Well, we're going to get to the bottom of it, but that is true. Alex Pereira is a silver medal Olympic skier with a passion for coaching, athletic training, and motivational speaking. Yes, it's true. We're in the presence of greatness. So that means that Alex knows a thing or two about skiing, so hopefully he can help us out here. Alex, let's do some fact-checking. What kind of lies did Krista dump on us? I think the most winningest racer is Michaela Schifrin. Mm, okay. So was that a name that you made up, Krista? Well, she happens to be a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So she exists, but not in the world of skiing. As not as far it. as I know, no. Okay, very good. All right, Krista, what lies did you tell us that we should probably wipe out of our memories? Well, one of the big ones is what you call a clear day after a storm. And I said severe clear. Mm. It's called a bluebird day, but severe clear is what pilots call a clear blue sky. So I thought it was pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, very close. And you did not know the first person to ski down Mount Everest in 1970. And that was actually Yuichiro Miura, who's a Japanese skier. And there was a documentary about him that actually won an Academy Award called The Man Who Skied Down Everest. Very good. All right. Well, that was close, though. Those were very convincing lies. But... It is time to ski-daddle. Thanks to our fact-finding mogul contestant, Sadie. Thank you to our expert and liar, Alex and Krista. And thanks to Lisa, our snowcat of sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where facts get a free ride while it's all downhill for fibbers. Bye! Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib or send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Be sure to check out 
the action-adventure whodunit miniseries, The Big Fib Small Tales, wherever you get your podcasts. And also, make sure not to be a skier, because it sounds like you got to get up really early and then put on like <laughs> these super hard boots, and then you got to go out in the cold, and then your hair freezes to your helmet. <laughs> Bye! GZM Shows, Imagination Amplified. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.